you think Jesus was trying to teach them a lesson in that, like teach them in that situation. I said, he always taught in parables. So verse 35, on the same day when evening had come, he said to them, let us cross over to the other side. So that's the word. So they had a word in the beginning. The word was not that the storm's going to hit us, we're going to all die. What was the word? Let's cross over to the other side. So that was the word. It's like in our life when God speaks to us and then it don't look like it. That's what, this, that's what was happening here. So it says in verse 36, Now when they had left the multitude, they took him along in the boat as he was. And other little boats were also with him. And that's a good point. They, they, it wasn't a multitude in that boat going through this, you know. Sometimes we, get, we think, where's the people, where's the people? Well, it says they left the multitude. They went in this boat, and a great windstorm arose, and the waves beat into the boat, so that it was already filling. Goodness. I mean, you're sitting in that boat, and it's filling up with water. And Jesus said, but you're going to the other side. What would we be thinking? We'd have to engage in our spirit and believe the word of God, or we would be panicking. And so we follow our mind, it's going to make us scared. <laughs> but, but he was in the stern, asleep on a pillar. And they awoke him and said to him, Teacher, do you not care that we are perishing? And that sometimes we'll do that. He'll give us a word. And he's already told us what's going to happen. And then when the, cir when the circumstance hit to beat against that word, God... Do you not care? Do you, don't you see what I'm going through? And he's like, but I gave you a word to begin with to get through this storm. I, I, I already spoke to you. So then it says, then he arose and rebuked the wind and said to the sea, peace, be still. And the wind ceased and there was, and this is the one I wanted to show that I had never seen before this week. There was a great calm. Somebody say a great calm. So when you get that word from God, you can have, sorry, you can have a great calm, peace be still. Somebody need a great calm during this time, during Christmas season, uh, you need peace in your heart, then just engage that spirit with God. And, you know, it would be good if just one of them would have joined up with Jesus. I believe what you said. You said we're going to the other side. But all of them gave in to the fear instead of the word. So there's either fear or faith. We're either going to follow. If I follow my mind, the Bible says in the last days, men were going to die because of fear of what's going to happen. There's going to be many heart attacks and things like that because fear of what's in the land. So, but if I will believe what God already told me, because persecution is coming for the word's sake. So why are we surprised when it comes? Why do we, it's kind of like someone said this week, I think it was Sister Charlotte, we say, God use me, God use me. We sing, God use me. We got great songs today about, yeah, it's going to be awesome. But God use me, use me. I give myself away, use me. Drive the van two weeks, I feel so used. Nobody appreciates me. Didn't you pray for God to use you? Why? <laughs> we. God used me, and then I guess we think that people don't supposed to be the ones that put us in that direction. God needs to just come down and 
inside to make drive of the van. <laughs> God used me. Huh? I was thinking about this this morning, and it, it's like I think when we say God used me, we think in a prophetic way, or you know, God used me to heal somebody, or God used me. You know, we don't think God used me to drive a bunch of kids to church, you know, or God used me to clean the house. You know what I'm saying? We don't think that. As I see with the power, though, the Bible said, whoever wants to be the greatest in the kingdom, let him become my minister, which means servant. Him that wants to be first, let him be last. I actually had somebody say that. They, they're not here, you know, they're kind of in and out of churches and they came in my office and wanted a job, wanted a job, wanted something to do. And I said, well, I know your anointing's in the kitchen. That ain't, that's not nothing. That's not important. And I'm like, you know, when you fasting, it's real important to get off that fast and have some food. <laughs> you know, Laura cooked Thursday, and we were able to share it with everybody that was still here at 9 and go in the back and eat Mexican chicken and uh, pie, chocolate pie and tamales. We ordered some tamales for our home group, and they came in after the home group. So uh, I didn't get that. That's my fault. I didn't find out the right time. So I had 20 tamales there, and and we had a – but don't say cooking's not important. Is there a man in the house that's cooking important? Well – Cooking when you work all day is very important, and even when you don't. But you're right. We don't. We we think we got to stand by, Pastor Casey. Everybody got to see me with him before I'm anything. And so, um, but I know Stephen in the Bible waited tables, and the Bible said he did miracles. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you for showing us, and we just pray that a great calm come upon us, come upon this church, that, that while we're abiding, we don't think we have to do something all the time. We don't think that laying in the floor and letting God come on us. Now, if you're laying in the floor and, and you're not going your spirit in with, with the spirit of God, you can lay here three days. And I won't say you'll be the same, but... The only time I'm different is when I connect my spirit to God because he's a spirit. So as we're in Sunday school today and you feel a word come in you, some, somebody be teaching and you feel like a, you feel like this, this little surge or this word will just come in you. And uh, I, like last Sunday, a couple Sundays ago, Julie was standing here and I heard a song come up in her by the spirit. I heard it. But I didn't want to get up and go give her a mic. But if you ever feel that, then you just get up and say, I got a song. I got a song. How many is going to do that? Because the Bible says to come with psalms, hymns, doctrines. And it also says uh, the one about making a melody, Ephesians 5. You look that one up, uh, Barbara. Ephesians 5. It's not just praise tunes. Amen. It says it right here. It says, we'll start with verse 18. And do not be drunk with wine in which is dissipation, but be filled with the Spirit. 
speaking to one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord, giving thanks always for all things to God the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, submitting to one another in the fear of the Lord. So um, he's saying, he don't say praise team. He says, speak to one another in psalms, hymns, spiritual songs, singing and making melody. And that's what we did in that fast other day. We were just singing new songs and something else would come and something else would come. And, and that's making melody to God. And how many know that's out the box? That's not uh, law. That's not going by program. I feel a song come up in me. Well, get up and let's, let's sing it. Let's sing it. Please get up and sing it. So, so uh, sometimes if we don't feel you, if we don't feel like God's using us, He's coming on us every week, but if the pastor don't call us out, then we, we get frustrated because we're not obeying God. We're not, but it's open here for you to obey God. These people, right? You know, people coming out. Everybody, I don't want them to have the mic, but, but these people in this ministry and in this prayer, when God comes on you, obey Him, because that's what we want. That's why we have a, that's why we have a free church. Amen. And don't be worrying about what you can do. See, the Holy Ghost said, get Lisa to lead praise one day this month. I don't know. I don't know. I heard her singing special. I don't know. So a couple times I'll be like, God, because uh, she says her voice is this and that. Well, do I need to? Don't add to that word. He said, get Lisa Payne to get. It's so beautiful with her team. But, you know, if we say, well, I don't know what they can do. I've, you know, I've had praise leaders say to me, I say, let Holly play Sunday. I never heard her play. I don't know what she can do. You know, let her play in the youth. I don't know what she can do. Well, that's going back to that mind. Did God say let her do it? So we got to lose all that control, and we got to trust. We got to trust him and stay in that calm spirit because he told us to do it. Hallelujah. And trust God. But the whole week that we've been on abiding in John 15, that if you abide in me and I abide in you, you can ask anything that you want and it'll be done for you. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, you can ask anything. So we don't just take that scripture, though, and say, I abide in you so I can ask anything without abiding. Uh, wasn't there a prophet that had to lay on his left side? I mean, he's abiding. Abiding is, is, I mean, when you think about a tree and the branches and they're all just entwined together and you ever seen those kind of trees? And abiding is becoming part of, of fellowship and of his divine nature, letting God come on us. How many know what that means? And and it's okay if you don't. But how many know what letting God come on you means? How many has experienced that? Okay, thank you. Um, so it's, when that happens to us, it's different than just saying words. At that place, I change because heaven has touched earth. Heaven has invaded earth. At that place, I have the choice to change. I can get up and be the same. And don't pick up what God just spoke to me and never change. But if I will, but I think you still change a little when God touches you. So uh, abiding, abiding is simple. 
You know, we, we, try, we make it hard sometimes. Abiding is simple. What's different ways I can abide? Reading the Word. You say, well, I, I work all the time. I, I got kids. I can't just sit down and read the Word. Put the Word on speaker. Do, and I'm talking about after you, you do your work, reading your Word, but throughout your day. How can you abide throughout your day? Put the Word on speaker. I put the Word on the speaker and listen to all the Psalms while I'm cleaning my house. You can listen to the whole book you're cleaning the house. Um, you want some wisdom today? Put on Proverbs while you're cleaning your house. While you're working in your yard, put you some headphones on and put that word in you. Because if I abide in him and his word abides in me, I can ask how many want our prayers answered. We want our children saved. We want to be healed. We want to be delivered. We want our money prosperous. Uh, if I abide in him, he abides in me. He said, I, I get all that. And I found that true in my life. I found it true that, that the things that, that I get so busy trying to do myself, if I'll just abide, then he brings the time for that to be done. We had Caleb's daughter, uh, Kaisley's birthday yesterday, and, and the sheriff, you know, he's my, my son's father-in-law, the, the, uh, and he bragged on Brother Johnny Guy, Minister Johnny Guy. He said he's a good man. But for the first time, I mean, David and, I mean, Caleb and Miranda dated in high school. And anyway, for the first time, I met this man personally. And uh, the Holy Ghost gave me words for him. I said, uh, you know, I said, God's not through with you. Just because you're not the sheriff anymore. I said, he's got a new season for you. He's got something else for you. And he opened up his heart. Well, how, how did I get it? How did I get a chance to do that? Because I've been abiding, and I didn't just try to go meet that man and put my own self-righteous, superior, religious thing on him. <laughs> you know, you just wait. God will open that door for you. If you abide in him, he'll open the door for you. And, and it, it went in him. The words that I spoke went in him. And so I, I just want to thank God for that. And even the simple things, this is simple, but uh, when we bought my vehicle, we got two keys. Well, Tim thought he lost his. I'm talking about for over a year, and he's like, I'm not getting another one. It's $50 a key, and you got to drive a little right to get the key, and da-da-da-da-da. And I said, um, okay. Well, I just kind of been in me about that key. Do, do I go get him one for Christmas? I mean, I asked God about all that stuff. And uh, the other day, I pulled a coat out that I hadn't worn in over a year, and I left it at my home group, and Laura uh, brought it to the church, and it was just, I hadn't worn it because it's, uh, it's, so, it's for a cold, cold day, and we don't get a lot of those, but I put my pocket in it as soon as I put it on and pulled out a Mercedes key. And I'm like, God, three days, a few days before Christmas, I get to put this in a little thing and give it to him. <laughs> You know, God, that was right after that fast. It was just right after that fast, abiding. I mean, I got five coats. I just put that one on that day, you know. Abiding in the vine. Somebody say, if I abide in the vine, then I'm going to get my prayers answered. Pastor D told me one time, I said, Pastor, I need help. This is what I do, and I don't like to do it, and I can't seem to change it. And everything I do, I go back to it. Y'all ever be that honest? Pastor, I got this problem. 
I don't think you like me anyway. I don't think you've ever liked me. That's what I said. I said, I didn't think you ever liked me. And she said, ah, yes, I do. And, and I said, well, what is that, offense? Yeah. I said, well, get it out of me. <laughs> I was a pastor. I said, get that out of me. We were sitting right in that office. I tied up on Sunday. Come out. <laughs> and that comes through abiding. I don't want nothing between me and my mentor, God. Take it out of me. Help me. Let me confess it. So, Because James says, when I confess my faults to one another, I'm going to be healed. When I confess my faults, I don't run from it. Mama, I hate to fast. Mama, I hate to fast. It makes me want to leave the church because I think I'm going to have to fast for 40 days. She said, well, why don't you don't do that right now and release me? We don't have to be scared of our faults and our failures and our, our, our weaknesses. He said that we are made perfect in his, uh, how's it go? His strength is made perfect in my weakness. I don't have to be scared of that. The Bible says, Isaiah chapter 58 is this the fast that he has chosen to break the bonds of wickedness, to undo heavy burdens? Those are not pretty things. To, to not hide my flesh from the Lord and even myself. Don't hide myself from God. Don't act like everything's all right when it's not all right. If you want free, then you have to confess your sin. You have to confess it. You have to say, I have lust. God, I don't want lust, but every day I just see these pictures in my mind. I know I'm playing the guitar up there. I know. But I can't get these pictures out of my mind, God. I don't care how much I say I'm delivered, I'm delivered, I'm delivered, I'm delivered. I see a woman in my mind, God. And, and, and will you help me? Would you take this out of me? And he will break that yoke. He will break that yoke. Hallelujah. He said, those that seek me will find me. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. I'm going to seek him because I find my greatest joy in seeking him. And then I find that everything else is taken care of. Everything else. You know, if, even in our offerings, if we don't get into the spirit in our offerings here, I don't know about any other church. I know about this one because I have the mantle for this one. So I, I know the vision for here. And we can, Pastor Manuel tried it back in the day, the first time he came around. He, you know, when the anointing would hit to, to, uh, for missions, money would come. And then the next week, he would want to take up an offering. And $100 would come, which $100 is great. But when you do it under the anointing, it'd be three or 4000 So he couldn't understand how that was happening for me because I didn't keep any of that money, you know. I, I didn't keep any of that for myself. So Julie said, that's what they came back for. I mean, I'm just being plain. Not the only reason, but, 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 that, um, but I never did that unless God said to do it. Well, even here, he said that, you know, uh, some reap 30-fold, 60-fold, 100-fold. If, if, I'm a little spoiled because if the atmosphere's not at the 100-fold, I really don't want to give because I already seen that what he's going to do in the 100-fold. That means that the atmosphere is at its maturest level that we know how to get to touching heaven. And when I get there, then when I give my money, I don't just say I'm going to pay my tithes Sunday. No, I wait until the atmosphere is ready in here to pay my tithes. And that's up to people to pray that have the mantle of money on them 
to pray and bring a breakthrough in the ministry, and then money starts coming back in, you know. So if you don't have that in your, if Pastor Cindy don't have that in her church, she'll be struggling. But if you have that on you, and that, that comes from giving. That came on me through giving, you know. Um, so when you bring in that, when you'll be up there and y'all be doing music, and then all, all of a sudden the Holy Ghost say, give $500. That's what he said last week when y'all, y'all was brought in God, give 500 give 1000 give 3000 whatever. And so almost $6,000 came in in two weeks just for the, the, the little word Julie had about, about Josh Eric, you know. And our money had, it, it, wasn't, it wasn't good for a while. Well, somebody got to get in prayer. God, thank you. Thank you, God, that you the God of that house and you the one that pays the bills at that house and you the one. And, and then when you get out of abiding, then you, then you wait on the anointing. The Bible says he will quicken our mortal bodies. He will quicken us. Romans says he will quicken our mortal bodies. So we wait on that quickening before we do anything. We don't just do things. And when that quickening hits, we say, the anointing's here right now. Give the... That's God saying that. You know, there's a lot of people that just do that. No, I don't, I don't just do that because I'm going to stand before God for those things. But... When the quickening comes, it's because somebody been abiding for that, for that breakthrough. If the quickening comes for healing, it's somebody been abiding for it. I remember when Julie got healed from uh, asthma. It was bad, really bad. And uh, I remember Mama standing up there, and she said, God's healing asthma right now. If you want healed, run up to this altar. And my brother was here, too, Donnie from Florida. And he said, I ain't going up there. He was embarrassed. He still has it, and she don't. That's just what I'm going to say to you. And so talking later, Pastor Pinson said, you know, I was in prayer for three days for, for this service. And about the second day, I saw the spirit of asthma. I saw what, what caused that thing. And she said, I just started pulling it out of the spirit, just pulling it out of the spirit. And then when she stood up Sunday, she was able to, to bring a breakthrough in that area because she birthed it in prayer. Because she was abiding. Amen. Somebody say, I'm learning how to abide. And Charlotte got a major revelation on abiding, and I asked her yesterday, would she share this morning? Um, Thursday at the fast, when um, Sister Dana was playing uh, that song about uh, the river, the river runs so deep, um, I was just laying there on the floor, and... Um, Several of us were, and um, and I, that song "Oceans" uh, came just crossed my mind. Uh, oceans, you know, uh, spirit, you know, take me deeper than my feet could ever. Something like that. And then I heard "Deep calls unto deep," and uh, I said, "Okay, what is about deep, God? Because uh, there's something about it." And then uh, the the word uh, um, "aquanaut." came to me, and I thought, an aquanaut, isn't that a diver? So I looked it up. I'm sitting here in this fast on my phone. I'm looking up it on Google, you know, what's an aquanaut? So I saw an image of one, it, and it was, you know, the, dive, the deep sea divers with the suits on. You know, they've got the bubble, and they've got the, um, that, that line connected to them. I said, aquanaut. I said, oh, that's a lifeline. That's a connection right there. That's what you mean. Is that what you mean, God? 
And, and then I saw, then I heard uh, an astronaut. So I'm, I'm looking up an astronaut. And they're both, they both look alike. And deep calls unto deep. So, so the deep in the aquanaut is the, deep, the depths of the sea. They go to the very deepest places in the sea. And the astronaut goes to very deep space. But they're both connected with this. They both have this connection, a, a lifeline, an umbilical-looking thing that, that's connected to their source. And I said, oh, and he said, I'm taking you deeper uh, so that I can take you higher. I said, okay, the depths of the sea to the heights of deep space, and we have to be connected. Uh, and we have to be connected to go to those places. We can't. We can't make it. We can't survive in those places. We can't even get there without that connection and, and staying connected. And I was sharing that in, in um, prayer um, yesterday, Friday. And, um, and, and Sister Julie, she said, and to go a little deeper, she said, the pressure, the pressure, that crushing pressure. In the, I said, oh, my goodness, yes, in the depths of the sea, that pressure is crushing. Without that, without that line, that lifeline, we would be crushed. We would be, we would be crushed. And the same in, the, in deep space. It's that pressure, that crushing. We would just implode. I think was the word she used. And then, um, um, Pastor and I were talking about it last night, and, and I just love this. I love it because kingdom people, kingdom people, just. Just build on these revelations. God just gives you more, and he gives somebody else something else. And, and Pastor said, and that crushing, she said, is that not how they get the sweetest oil uh, from the olives? It's got to be crushed. It's got to be crushed. Yes, and the roses, the perfume from the roses. And then I, um, and we were talking last night, and, and, and diamonds came to me, and and. So I looked that up, and he, he says most natural diamonds are formed at high temper, temperatures and pressure at depths of 87 to 118 miles in the Earth's mantle. Depths, depths, depths. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, for that. We can survive going to those places because of that connection, that connection, abiding, abiding, because without that, we would just, we'd just we'd be destroyed. Thank you, Jesus. I give you praise. Good word, isn't it? <clears throat> How many felt like they've been pressed, been persecuted, but not abandoned? <laughs> Bible, yes, pressed, pressed beyond measure, pressed, persecuted. So uh, we know that to get the oil out, there has to be a pressing. What did Mary do? She poured her oil out That's at his feet, you know, and the religious people didn't like it. They said, why is she doing that? Don't they know this could be for the poor? And that's how people do when you, when you abide in prayer. Don't they know that it's not all about staying up in that church? But that's what they did to her. And Jesus, uh, you know, he's like, I've been to your house. You haven't washed my feet one time. But this lady comes and pours a whole year's wages at my feet. Amen. So the pressing, the uh, Paul said, I press, to, I press towards the mark of my high calling. Forgetting those things are behind, 
but pressing onward. And he said that I might know you. And he wrote two-thirds of the New Testament. So this mighty man of God still said, I need to know you more. We have not arrived, church. We <laughs> Until we uh, completely are Jesus, you know, we do because we're conforming into his image. And so don't, don't despise that pressing. That's the work of the Holy Spirit to get the oil out of our life. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. The oil of gladness for the spirit of heaviness. Thank you, Jesus. Give you praise. Who wants to add to that? What do you see about abiding? to me you know like I can just see them up there and if that lifeline gets disconnected then you know there they go just out you know out to not covered not protected just to whatever whatever comes in space you know balls of fire whatever I'm just if I'm not connected to this altar under covering to my source if I'm not abiding then I'm going to be scattered I'm going to be confused and I'm not going to know what to do, and I'm going to be flaky, and I and I just keep hearing your words just pulling real close together, and that's, you know, just squeezing as close as I, as I can to get on that branch to just stay close and connected because I don't want to be scattered in 2017. I don't, I don't want that coming off. Um, you know, it's, it's just dangerous. I see... Things are, you know, big things, big people. It just affects many, you know, for me to just go off and what I think may be my gifting or my calling and have not been abiding, you know, that's, that's dangerous. And I don't, it's more about, it's more than me. And I don't want to uh, scatter, I don't want to scatter people. The Bible says, strike the shepherd and the sheep scatter. So... There is a scattering without a shepherd. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. Give you praise, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. We love you, Lord. We love you, Lord. Was there somebody back there that had uh, something to say? Uh, me, Pastor. I was thinking, uh, Cruz is always talking to me about the moon, going to the moon. He has... I don't guess he has any idea how far that is. But it just amazed me when Sister Charlotte was sharing that about going to the depths and the heights. Uh, it's not my choice to go to the moon. I would never, that would never be anything I would ever, 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 ever want to do. But that baby guy, uh, he has a, I don't know what it is. He's always talking about going to the moon. And he said, uh-uh, ma'am, I'm taking you with me. And I said, Mama, don't want to go. Uh-uh, but you're going with me, you know. But, and, but what I see, Pastor, is it's a choice. It's a choice to abide and stay connected. It is a daily choice that, that we make every day to abide and, and to stay connected with him. So that just amazed me. You know, uh, went to Africa, loved going to Africa. It was a dream. It was a, something that God had put into me. If I ever went back again, it would. It, it, I've been there. I've done that. It's like God fulfilled that desire in me um i would go again but it wouldn't be my choice you know what i'm saying I, it's not something that i just 
I want to jump up and run back to the other side of the world. You know what I'm saying? But I just see it's just that choice, and we have to have that choice to stay connected to him and want to go to those depths and want to go to those heights because it's what the when pastor casey preached that message about um um when you get to where you're not hungry anymore you stop searching you know uh when you get to where you think you've arrived you stop pressing you stop pushing in and and that's where he said in revelations you think you're okay, you think you're rich, and you think you're all these things. He said, but you're really wretched and poor, and, you know, there's so much of God that I have yet to tap into that I'm really excited that this year, Pastor, I'm going to make it my point to press into where I have never been. And for that, I'm excited. And I, it's just my choice. It's just my choice. And so I love that our children and that's what sometimes we don't see is if we compromise in those areas why should they sell out you know sister Rhonda you have something to share what I what I've been seeing lately is um, how how important it is to abide because I don't know what you need unless I see it through the eyes of God. I don't see, I can look at your face and see, oh, she's sad, but, or she's happy, and think that that's the, that's who you are, or what, you know, what's going on, but a lot of us go around wearing masks, and we, we don't see the heart of people, and God looks at our heart, and in order to see the heart of another person, we have to look with the eyes of God, and it takes abiding. It takes seeing with God's eyes. I can't look at Sister Linnean and know what she needs from me. But God can show me through his eyes. And I say, okay, God, you, so, you said this. And so what do you want me to do with this? How do you want me to use this to give to her? And that's. That's what I've been seeing is how important it is in relationships to abide with God because so we can press in and have that deeper relationship with them for them to, to know that God hears their cry. God sees their, their, their tears, their situation. God sees them and all it takes a person. God is spirit, and he can move through anyone. But God uses people to minister to, to us. And so he uses that, that connection with us to say, I need you to go speak words of love into this person. I need you to go speak words of acceptance into this person. This person needs this from me right now. Can you do that? Can you show them my love? Can you show them my compassion? Can you go and you show them whatever it is? And that's what I've been seeing is that we need to really just begin to just abide in the presence of God that, that no matter what it is, we can give that, that we can see with the eyes of God. God made us in his image, and he looks upon the heart. He said, love as I have loved. And how did God love? He looked at the heart. 
He looked at the heart, and he didn't look at their faces. He didn't look, oh, that person's happy, so they must be happy. No. Robin Williams died depressed, and yet he was a happy man, a funny man to everyone in the world, and it came as a shock. But if we look with the eyes of God, we know the heart of that person, and we know where their heart is. And you can see their heart by the words that's coming out of their mouth. In the love languages, it says that whatever you give, that's what you need. When you, when, if you are constantly touching someone, you need that hug, you need that love. When, if you are constantly wanting to spend time with someone, you need someone to just give you that quality time and let them know that they care about you. If you whatever it is, and I was, and God spoke to me through that drama that the that they used to do, and um, behold the lamb, the something like that. Now behold the lamb, and it says, "I'm standing right here. Do you see?" And I'm like, so many people are saying, "I'm standing right here. Do you see me? Do you hear me?" They want to know that they're seen and heard. And it's not that they're wanting attention, but they are. They are wanting attention. They're wanting that right kind of attention that only God can give them. And that's what God began to unfold, is that when I came away from that day, I saw two things. I saw a lonely person and I saw someone that was needing to know that they can help bring in the presence of God that they were used by God and I said oh thank you for showing me that I know, I can know what to give a person I can I can know I can hear the voice of God and give exactly what they need to them I can take that away and I can go and I can use that with my other relationships and seek God and say, God, what do you want me to give to my mom? How do you want me to love my mom? What does she need from me? What does my dad need? What does is, what is Pastor Angie need from me? What does my teacher need from me? You know, I can use it with the person on the street. God, when I'm connected with God, I can see that. I can see what I don't normally see with my eyes. I can see that. And that's what abiding in the vine is. It's God be, being connected and having that, that relationship with God that whatever that he can speak to you continually in every situation. We, we encounter thousands of people in a day when we go about our daily business, uh, just taking care of business, going to Walmart, you know, walking, God may speak and say, this person needs this today. Can you, can you be the one that I use? But without that connection, that person may never get ministered to. And that's what's going to draw people closer is that relationship that we have, that knowing that, Somebody sees and somebody cares. That God sees and he cares enough to send someone to minister to them. Thank you, Jesus.
because everybody don't know how to abide yet, so they're trying to get that need met everywhere else. And so that could stop a lot of things for them and in them if the church would do what Jesus said. He said, you're going to know them by their love for one another. You're going to know they're my disciples by their love for one another. Amen. Thank their love for one another, not our, not just uh, loving ourselves. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. Not just trying to get my need met. Thank you, Jesus. Give you praise, Lord. Give us a revelation of that, God, to pour out to other people, God. When Mary pulled that, poured that oil out at Jesus' feet, she wasn't looking at her own need. She, wasn't, she didn't even ask him for anything. She was meeting his need. She was pouring, if he had a need, she was meeting that, God. She was honoring him. She was giving to him. Show us, God. Show us that's when we get our need met, when we meet someone else's need. Thank you, Jesus. Give us a revelation of sowing and reaping, God. You said it would be forever. Sowing and reaping is going to be forever. That if we need love, then we need to give love. If we need affirmation, we need to give affirmation. If we need hugs, we need to give hugs, God. If we need to spend time with people, we need to spend time with people. Instead of asking them to come make it all about us. If we need another love language, need somebody to do something for you all the time. That's a love language. People, uh, that's, uh, what do you call it, Pastor Casey? Acts of service. So if you think someone's controlling because they want you to get their coffee, they probably just need to feel loved by you getting their coffee. You know, it's a revelation. It comes out of the love language book. And the pastor that wrote that book, he, um, he was counseling many, many marriages. And he said, this woman's leaving her husband. And he couldn't understand it. He said, I buy her roses all the time. I buy her roses all the time. And she said, those are nice, but that, that's not what gets me. You spending time with me is when I feel cared about and loved. So that was her love language. And when he changed that and started doing that, it saved their marriage. So he's doing this other stuff for years, and it wasn't touching her deeply. So uh, that's a, if we can find out what does touch our children or our husband or our fellow Christian and do that, then we can help meet needs in others. And, and everybody's not the same, you know. Some people, you can give them money all day long, they still don't sell out. That's not what touches them. Because I've done that before. It don't, it's not what does it for them. But you loving them and spending time with them, they'll do anything for you. So it's, it's called a love language book. If you hadn't read it, it's a great book. They even have it for children, love languages for children. So thank you, Jesus. Thank you for teaching us how to abide, God. We give you praise, Lord. We thank you for a calm spirit that come upon each one of us that was on Jesus in that boat, God. And when he said, peace be still, when the winds and the storm were raging, then a calm spirit came, the Bible said. There was a calmness after he spoke. And God, we thank you for that calmness being over us during this time that when we're with our families, 
and Sister Dan, I know what you're talking about because when you get around things in the holidays that you're not around all the time, I'm just sitting around thinking, where's the life? It's it's awful. I because when you're shielded, when you just when you lay at the altar, that's that's your life, and you know you do get around people, but when you get around like families coming in and you spend all day with them and it's no life, and I said, God, I'm glad I don't live like this anymore. <laughs> no life, and so we have to bring life into those situations. First, I'd like to say um, this was a revelation to me. Uh, about, you know, when uh, Jesus said, let's go on to the other side. And when we look at our circumstances, uh, we look at our circumstances. We don't look at coming out. It's just like uh, I say again, all truth is parallel. When you put a piece of candy in your mouth and it has a, a melody on, on the inside, you, that, uh, that candy is not like it did when you put, first put it in your mouth. So the circumstances is not like if, you, if we really trust God and if we really see it with the eyes of Jesus, that it's going to be better on the other side than when we are to, uh, uh, going through. Because uh, I, I never thought of uh, everything we do to get the better sides of it, that it would be, we have to press it. Yeah. So we have to press what we want from God, and that was a revelation for me. Because when we take our eyes off of Jesus and we try to uh, sell these um, circumstances on our own, as Elder Dana say, uh, we're only troubling ourselves because we can't do nothing. It's only in him that we live and move and have our being because he, he's the very breath that we breathe. And everything that we have belongs to him. And Pastor, you didn't tell me you said it, but... Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> we, uh, it's, and, and when you say... Whatever's wrong that we acknowledge, we acknowledge because God already knows us. He made us. He knows what's in us. And if we don't confess our faults, then he's not faithful in to forgive us for our faults. So we, what we confess them. It's not for him, but it's for us. Yeah. So I just thank God for the revelation that uh, is coming forth uh, even the more this year, yeah. um, the year coming. So uh, we just thank him, and uh, we just give him all the glory and honor. Father, we just thank you for this day. We thank you for uh, allowing us another chance. We thank you for bringing us through another year, God. We thank you for being a good God to us, God. We, you are better to us than we are ourselves. And we thank you for it, God. We thank you, God, for our praise team. We thank you for our pastor, God. We thank you for our 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 members, God. We just thank you for our congregation. We thank you, God, that for the revelation that you've given us. We thank you, God, and we praise you, and we give you all the glory and honor in Jesus' name, and we thank you, Lord, that no weapon formed against us shall prosper. In Jesus' name, amen. Hallelujah. Somebody say, I have a calm spirit on me.